Welcome to the Black Man Lab Afterflow. We are live this evening back home. We are in Atlanta, brothers. Yes, sir. The tour has been going all through Georgia. It's been crazy. It's been enlightening. It's been just wonderful touching brothers across the state of Georgia. But guess what? We home now. That's right. And I, I hey, look. I am happy to be home, man, because this is it's been a roll, man. Hey, I want to thank my brothers that have been on the road with us. It's just been amazing going on. We've been to Columbus, Statesboro, Augusta, Albany. Where am I missing? Anybody? Where am I missing? Savannah. Savannah. We've been all through Clayco. Yes, sir. And now we home back here in Atlanta, man, at the Andrew and Walter Young YMCA. Yes, Super happy. Um, great conversation this evening, um, and what we want to do, I want you brothers to give yourselves a quick introduction, and then we're going to get into this conversation of what black men got to say. So, brother, give right. your intro. Right on, right mm -hmm. on. My name is Joshua Andre Brown Denard, Andre with an H, right? I'm a filmmaker and self-proclaimed self revolutionary. I've been doing it my whole life. Got a show on Charro Media right now, Silver and Gold. Please check that out. All right. All right. Okay, what's your show about, brother? Tell us real quick. Uh, Silver and Gold. It's a lot of twists and turns. It's a high show. It's an ensemble cast uh, okay. written and directed by a black man, black crew, right? Okay. Um, and I, it's a high show that turns into a, a revolutionary show and, and the complications of black people in amongst their own leadership organizations. Got that. And what's, that, what's the network it's on again? It's Jaro Media. Jaro Media. Y'all heard it right here. <clears throat> Look him up. All right. My brother, yes, from sir. Gary. Yes, sir, from Gary, Indiana. And first of all, I want to say that I'm honored to be on this podcast and be a part of what the Black Man has, Lab has done to promote the agenda of Black men and in a heartfelt effort to bring it to people who are not may not have been exposed to uh, the feeling, the strengths that we feel here at home. Mm. And uh, I can see Black Man Lab going nationally and internationally. Now for my intro, uh, I'm uh, Glenn Gilkey. I'm from Gary, Indiana. G-I? Hey, look here, I-N-D, me. <laughs> and uh, I'm a former uh, educator at the higher education level um, where uh, I worked at the University of South Florida uh, helping black students. And uh, we had a retention program in which we changed the attrition rate of black males from 50% to 80% in good academic standing, 90% retained for graduation over a 10 year period. Uh, I hosted for nine years uh, a black man forum called Black Men Collectively Constructing Character. And uh, it changed the face of that uh, campus. A lot of the students would come back and say that we felt like we were at the HBCU mm. on a predominantly white campus because nice. of the love and support. Beautiful, beautiful, appreciate you brother. My brother, Ice Mike, Morehouse grad. How you all doing? I'm, I too am honored to be on this podcast this evening. Um, my name is Mike D. Scott. I am uh, a healer. I'm a youth counselor certified. I'm a life coach. I am a, the founder of the Morehouse Basketball Alumni Organization. Right, and I'm also... Yes, so that's been a blessing. It's been a learning experience as well. And I'm also um, a writer producer as well. Uh, I got my degree from Morehouse in filmmaking, um, and uh, I love telling stories, and I know that's an integral part of healing, storytelling. So and you got a, you got your master's from uh, Clayton State University in history. 
All right. Yeah. Both deserve rounds of applause. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, brothers, we had um, this evening wrapping up the tour of what black men got to say. And we asked the question, if you were sitting across from the um, elected governor and or senator um, on, on Wednesday, if indeed this is over on Wednesday, we'd probably be pushed a little longer than that. But if you were sitting across from them, what would you ask? What would that ask be of that person who's sitting in that big chair uh, as it relates to your concerns as a black man? The other part of the question is, what do you expect from your brothers? What do you want to see from your own brothers to push your own agenda? So I'll ask you first. Right on. Um, for the political part of that, first of all, tonight, uh, and this has happened in, in a few different spaces, people often, you, you never know, especially in a black community. You have some people who are, hey, people have died for this, so I'm a vote. And you have other people who completely skip over it. And that's mm -hmm. been happening for so long. Mm -hmm. um, I believe it's a tool, much like all the other ones we have. And I want to see um, my brothers use our tools. <laughs> and I can really sure. put it as simple as that. Um, in terms of what I would actually say to the uh, elected official, I a lot of people don't know who you are. A lot of people don't know who you are. They only hear about you when it's time to vote. And a lot of people are so caught up in living their lives and media is changing. People aren't watching C-SPAN. That's the only network that covers politics 24 seven year round. There are so many different avenues to cover um, what's happening in our environment, what's happening on the local dais. What can we do to increase civic education? It used to be a big conversation, but it's vote or die is a campaign. Why is it not year round? I don't understand. Mm -hmm. It just, so many parts of this where we are not being engaged by people who are leading us in on a mass level. They, we have the tools now, they exist. I wanna have that conversation. So what you wanna see is from the elected officials pushing civic engagement a little further and then also being a little more personal with their own lives and who they are so that we have a better idea of where they're at. Yes. Is that right? Okay, yes. okay. Brother Glenn. Well, I think I would ask <clears throat> politicians and those who are running for office, are you going to be a pretender or a contender? Mm. And uh, Explain that a little bit when you say that. <laughs> well, we've had a system of things in terms of elections where we hear the same things each time around uh, that people are seeking office, uh, but the results have not added up to the expressions of what they intend to do while they're in office. And to be a pretender, mm -hmm. to just speak it and not follow it up with uh, concise actions mm -hmm. and uh, valid uh, 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 things that have helped out, that would help our community. We, we know what the problem is. Uh, and it's, it's gotten age old. Mm -hmm. And we've, uh, I think as a people, we've let ourselves um, not hold ourselves and them accountable. Mm -hmm. Dr. Amos Wilson once said that we spend too much time trying to change and transform others. If we did that, others are automatically transformed. So you have to put yourself in a position of power. People respect those who respect themselves. Mm -hmm. It's how we bring ourselves to the table. You see, because I, we've had more PhDs and politicians 
now more than the, ever in the history of this country. And we haven't moved a half a percent in ownership in anything mm. in this country within a hundred years. Mm. So where, where's the problem there? Where has things, have things gone astray there? We have to ask ourselves that. And then we have to hold those people who are put in positions to help us uh, bring forth change. So, so the accountability of self to hold the politicians accountable for whatever they say they're going to do. That's right. So you're saying like us as a community, we asked for it to be part of their agenda, whatever it is. Now we have to hold ourselves accountable to saying, Hey, you better do whatever you're going to do. Cause maybe quite often, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is that they'll say they're going to do something in particular, get in office, and then we don't do anything about it when they don't do it. Right. Correct. Correct. Okay. Good stuff. Mike. Um, yes. Uh, the questions that I would ask um, the politicians is first and foremost, of course, what are your plans and how are first and foremost are is our community a part of your plans when you become mm -hmm. when you get in office? What are your plans for our community? And then most importantly, how can me as an individual and my people and my business and my gifts, how can I help you with your initiative? Because I think one thing that can be an issue is we're always looking for something like, what are you going to do for us? What we want, what we want, what can we give? What can we actually do to help these politicians be successful helping us? How can we work together? How can we really build? How can we bring our talents, our businesses, you know, our minds to the table and really give them the support they need so they can support us the way they should. And I think that's a small shift, a subtle shift that we can shift our perspective on what can we give rather than how can we get what we want. Mm. I think when we do that, mm. we're going to change the game. So pushing at them, I'm here to help, whatever that agenda was that was asked on the front end, that again, goes back to what you were talking about, Glenn, the holding of them accountable. Right. I like all of that. Well, one of the things that we always do every week is we talk about habits, rituals, and disciplines. Because we know that none of this stuff that we, we do in life, right? None of our successes. You got a TV show. Mike, you got several degrees. <laughs> Glenn, you've been very studied. None of that stuff would have happened if you didn't have some habits, rituals, and disciplines. So us in the Black Man Lab, we always want to talk about that. So I'm going to ask each of y'all, what are your habits, rituals, and disciplines that you do on a daily basis to keep you moving forward as a black man? Right. Brother. Uh, um, I, I consider myself uh, somewhat of a scientist. So I'm constantly mm. on a daily basis. I'm, I'm challenging the knowledge. I'm challenging the divine downloads that I'm receiving. Right. I'm just, I'm constantly. Divine downloads. Yeah. I'm just. Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I have a lot of daydreams. I have visions, right? Of things mm -hmm. that need to be done. And I, I try not to ignore those, those feelings, sure. those instinctual, like this needs to be done. This conversation needs to be had. This show needs to be produced. Mm -hmm. This podcast needs to be sat on. Come to the Black Man Lab tonight. You know, I, I yeah. try to follow these instincts and I do it without question, mm -hmm. you know? And I, and I often reflect on those sometimes because it's not always easy. Mm -hmm. And I journal, you know, journal as journal. much as I can. Sure. <laughs> yeah, Quick question before I move to you, Glenn. When you, as you follow that, those dreams, as you call them, do you find that you move into spaces that you're supposed to be a lot more? Uh, I've never not moved into a space that was 
you know? I love it. I, okay. I've been doing this since I grew up around politicians. I grew up as a filmmaker. I've walked in my purpose as long as I've been alive. Love it. Good stuff, brother. I call that creator movement. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead, brother. I think um, <clears throat> we are a spiritual people. Mm -hmm. And I think our spiritual fortitude lends toward, lends toward our survival. And I'm a very spiritual being. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we are spiritual beings living a human existence, not human beings living a spiritual existence. Mm -hmm. So I'm not getting spooky with y'all. <laughs> but um, the planets, in my estimation, and my study have lined up. And uh, what happens in 12 year periods called the transformation happened in February. Uh, Jupiter and Saturn came together. Jupiter is warmth and love, Saturn is structure and discipline. And they came together. But what makes it so significant this time is that what happens in 2600 year periods happened along with it called the mutation where Pluto came in for power. Mm. So what I do is try to tap into that frequency as a black man. And I, um, I've been a vegan vegetarian for 48 years. When I get up in the morning, I tap into that spirituality and be thankful for my spirit because nobody knows where the spirit begins and where it ends. So I feed in that and try to make it stronger. Then I put my feet on the ground, what is called grounding, which the old folks used to do, the loud folks don't talk about no more. You get the energy from the earth. Mm. And if you've been, if I've been distraught, if you've been distraught, uh, uh, emotionally, that balances your electrical frequencies mm -hmm. by putting your feet on the ground. And also it takes inflammation out of the joints. So it gets me ready spiritually, mentally, and physically. Got you. Get those feet on the ground and you're spiritually grounded. I it's got called you. grounding. All right. Mike, oh. habits, rituals, and disciplines, brother. Okay. Um, well, when I played basketball in college, I used to get up like around five in the morning every day. And I made it a habit to to make 500 shots a day so I can play at the collegiate level and give myself opportunity to play professionally. Um, so I kind of kept that habit. So I'm up around five, 5.30 every day. First thing I do is pray. Second thing I do is meditate. Third thing I do is do some form of daily devotion where I'm reading something that's uh, enriching my mind and my spirit um, with positive words of affirmation. Then I do my affirmations. Um, I drink a herbal tea and then, um, after I drink a herbal tea and doing my affirmation and all those things, I get ready and I go to the gym. I work out for anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour. Then after that, um, I eat holistic plant-based as well. Um, for the most part, you know, mm -hmm. I have my cheat days like everybody else. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, you don't go heavy, like on pork or nothing, do you? I don't eat, I haven't eaten meat in like oh, almost okay. three all years right, now. Right. So right, there's certain brothers yeah. get all meat every now and then. I yeah. Like yeah. Little, you know, pork chop or something. Pork. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had meat in almost three years now, but, um, yeah. And it feels great, um, yeah. that I, that I got away from that. But yeah, I do that. And then I try every night at around 10 PM, I create a checklist um for what i want to get accomplished for the next day and i try to just execute everything on that checklist some days i get it all out the way some days it'd be short some days i you know end up doing a podcast i didn't plan for it you know yeah. understand what i'm saying but <laughs> you know just give myself an opportunity to do something constructive each and every day and then i wake up the next day and do that do it all, all over, over again, again. Yes, all right is, is there any Brothers. chance i can comment on that just briefly real quick go ahead um i struggled with that you know, I had a very disciplined routine, best shape of my life. And I had, I was homeschooled, so I didn't have that sports structure. 
and I had to think where and what point in my life did I perform at most optimum capacity. <clears throat> I had to force myself to get there because mm -hmm. I didn't have that structure of sports. So mm -hmm. I just encourage people to find a place where they perform the best and, right and replicate that that formula right for themselves. Right. Good stuff, brothers. We're done. I told you it was quick and painless, man. <laughs> I see. Thank y'all for being here. Thank y'all for being part of the lab. Right. And we back in Atlanta, y'all. Right, here we are. Black Man Lab out. <laughs>